0: Welcome back everybody to the RR Catcast coming to you. Um... <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna have to start <laughs> over. I don't even know I don't even know what month this is. <laughs> January, beginning of the year. Holy smoke. Well, welcome back everybody to the R R Catcast. Coming to you from early 2019 for a little defensive uh, episode and some breaking news uh, in the Montana State world. Uh, joined with me, as always, is my co-host and good friend, Ryan. How are you doing, Ryan? Pretty good, Ryan. Yourself? <laughs> not too bad on this foggy night over here in Spokane. Uh, but, uh, yeah, not bad at
1: all. Yeah, hey, so- I know we were both just watching the uh, the Cats basketball game, so that's a pretty good uh, start to the night or end of the night whatever the cats beat idaho down in idaho so that was a good road win for the all of a sudden pretty good men's team yeah we're on a little hot streak right now yeah what'd you say like six of the last seven we're four and one i think in conference it's like man we're looking good i don't know if we're looking pretty good like tyler hall looked pretty animated like the guys are moving the ball around harold Frey is really controlling the ball well uh i don't know we look pretty good this year surprisingly well Some you know some of the newcomers.
0: I was listening to fish earlier on today and he said that how they changed their offense from years past, people were starting to scout them a certain way. So he just went to a different offense and it's, it's been working, you know, kudos to him for making a change and not just sticking with something, you know, just because that's what, uh, that's what they used to do. So well, it's good to see some evolution in the men's um, basketball program. Hopefully they could keep it up to uh, February You know, uh, my biggest day of the year for the Montana State Bobcat is, uh, or for the basketball team, would be when they go into the tournament. Uh, I'm just holding my breath every year until we, till we get that win. So that's that's my big goal for them.
1: Yeah, we always come out strong. The middle sometimes changes, but we almost always just limp into the tournament. (laughs) Yeah, just like getting that finish line, and then we're like, oh, we're going to be rejuvenated. And then, we like, play really well for a half, and then we just get pummeled. So, yeah. You know, we play, like, Southern Utah, who was horrible. And,
0: <laughs> you know, we were up huge at half last year, and then we just eh. – Yeah, we well,
1: were up at, like, 20, right, against North <laughs> yeah.
0: Dakota? I know. We were – we was it North Dakota? I thought it was uh, Southern Utah. I, mean, I think
1: Southern Utah was two years ago because they were, like, the last seed. We were actually pretty good that year, and, and they just came in and beat us. And we still <laughs> lost. It doesn't matter because I think Southern Utah went to the next round and got just thumped. So, I well, remember.
0: last this is not about Montana State basketball. No. <laughs> Let's get back on track. All right, but first uh, we always start off with what we are drinking tonight.
1: So, so who would who would you like to share? You know what they're drinking? I'll,
0: uh, <laughs> I'll, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. I'll, I'll start because
1: you want to uh, you want to out yourself. Right I, I guess. Am,
0: so I'm on a 21 day fast from beer, and uh, I'm on day four. <laughs> a long road ahead. So tonight I'm drinking a lime Lacroix, uh, straight from my fridge. It nice. is about what you. Can think it is. You know what? I do like uh, uh, They've grown on me.
1: Uh, they're easy to drink. I uh, know. I'm a fan. So
0: <laughs> I heard I someone
1: describe like LaCroix as like somebody was eating the flavor of it, like adjacent to a Lacroix, and then that's or someone like farted into Lacroix, La like someone was eating lime and farted into Lacroix, and that's what they taste like. Well, it's I good. don't know what that person's talking about, but uh, it means hardly any flavor is what it means. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Royce, too, so I'm not going to knock them, but I thought I'd share my little anecdote there. And uh, yeah, we got all sorts of things going against us here. This is a weird, unscheduled episode that we were just kind of busy holiday. We never got around to doing it, and we were just all just hadn't done it, and all of a sudden, uh, some news broke. So like, all right, we better do the episode. Better start the defense first. But uh, circling back, I am drinking the Kirkland Costco brand brown ale. That's what I'm drinking, not real fancy, and it's not that good either. So have you had any of the Kirkland brand beer?
0: Yeah, I think my in-laws bought like a 12-pack of it a while back. and Yeah, it know.
1: has like an IPA, a brown, an American pale ale, and uh stout. And yeah, none of it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd heard kind of good things about it, so I gave it a shot. Plus, I'd, my uh, father-in-law is coming over. He's a huge IPA fan. I didn't want to buy an entire Costco-sized case of IPA, so this is my compromise. There you go.
0: Hey, uh, on drinks for a moment, uh, one thing that I have been starting uh, due to my wife, she's been getting me on tea. Do you guys drink tea at night?
1: At night? Uh, Sometimes, when we're sick and want to soothe our throats, really, is about the only time it happens over here. Right? I mean, that's what I would assume.
0: But we've been drinking tea nightly. And I think it's been going on for like probably like six weeks now. Mm -hmm. And so I'm missing my tea right now. So you have caffeine in it or no? Are you drinking like decaf? No, uh, you do some sort of nighttime blend. So most stores sell some sort of like nighttime blend and you you get that. And I assume it's not caffeinated. I don't feel like it's caffeinated for sure. So, uh, so yeah, she just boils the water. We sit down and when when the boys go to bed, we have our cup of tea and, you know, watch some TV or do mm-hmm. whatever. And uh, that's our nightcap. So
1: read a book. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, not, not lately. No, I've been doing more studying than anything, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's about what I've been doing at night.
1: R and our cat cast, We party hard. <laughs> <laughs> the cry a- after tea. the kids are, after the kids are in bed, we, we party pretty hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, gosh. All right. So, well, let's get this party started. Huh? Yeah,
0: let's uh, outline the show real quick. So, kind of our goal for tonight is to cover the, the breaking news on the Greg Rack, um, Ken Ion, uh, Marco Fitt, Orfe, all, all that news that was coming out earlier on in the week. And then um, to kind of parlay that into um, our defense and where we're going into uh, 2000. Um, 19. So, but we'll start with Greg Rack. Um, Greg Rack came out on Monday that he was, uh, well, it was rumored that he was leaving. Uh, no one could tell if he was being um, fired, let go, or if, if it was a resignation by him later out, came later on, came out that it was a resignation and uh, it still seems really cloudy. Um, very ambiguous. Uh, so yeah. What do
1: you think about that? It seems pretty odd circumstances for this all to happen. I can't imagine it's performance based. Cause we were what, like the worst defense in the league slash MSU history, like in 2015, mm-hmm. which, which uh, we'll get back to that was when Kane I was coaching, I believe. Right. <laughs> but we'll get back to that. Um, and then all of a sudden, like literally like, the same dudes, like, if not some of the guys, I think, graduated in 2015, like, we were instantly better. And there's no other reason except for the culture change with Choate and the defensive coaching with Gregorak. Like the only explanation is all of a sudden we went from, like, dead last in every court category to, like, top four or five in every category. Mm-hmm. So, it and, it and that stayed consistent throughout. Like, okay, we could have been better, and I had some certainly – um Some things I didn't love that Rack did, but overall I was happy with the defense. I think most Bobcat fans were on the whole and I imagine Cho was too. So I can't imagine he was let go for any reason like that. So like you said wasn't let go, but resignations, you never know what that actually means though. Is it a forced resignation? Is it a you resign or a fire you resignation? It's hard to say, but it's a weird circumstance. It's a weird ordeal.
0: Yeah. And just, you know, before we go in too much with this, you know, you and I are coming at this from a fan's perspective. Uh, there's, there's a lot of it right now that is out, that is, has, you know, credible journalistic um, approach to it. Uh, this is not that. <laughs> no, we're not credible. We're incredible. <laughs> yeah, that's one way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> um. It yeah. It it seems really odd uh, when you're reading through like Bobcat Nation. You know, it sounds like you know there's a couple guys out there go, oh, you know, have the insider info. Uh, they're not leaking. There's nothing I can piece together after listening to, um, you know, the sources out there. It just seems really weird. There's no. it's just he left. <laughs> and yeah. It just begets the question why and until that is satiated i i really i feel really well when it happened i felt really upset i can't say upset was the word uh i felt down i was a little sad to be honest if that's the right word i don't know if that is the right word i I'm, I'm a big fan of of ty uh and his defense um but I just, I guess I feel more confused than anything. And then I was like, well, where are we going to go from, from here? That didn't concern me too much. Knowing Joe is such a defensive minded coach and I thought he would have, you know, kind of a backup plan. He years ago kind of always alluded that he has a short, short list of coaches who has as backups for just these type of situations or when, whenever they move on. And, um, so that didn't concern me as much, but it was just really weird, and it just still feels really weird, uh, even kind of like, you know, three or four
1: days into this. So, Agreed, and I don't know if anything is going to come out in terms of why. Um, I don't know if it's like a personal issue, if there's if there was an incident, a clash. I don't know if the philosophies just butted heads, and they just had enough of each other. Like, it's hard to say. Like, you never heard any rumblings about that. You never heard really anything, about unhappy, either of them being unhappy in their job. So, it did seem like it was out of the blue. You would half expect, okay, well, he took an FBS offer somewhere. That hasn't transpired. His uh, agent doesn't appear to think that that's the case either. So, it's just very interesting, very odd. I can't imagine, I'm, there has to be something that happened. It's the only thing I can think of. I won't speculate as to what. Um uh, If it's... I don't yeah, I don't know that's just an interesting thing, and I wish him the best. I like to having him here. I mean his hire was one of the more crazy news media stories I've seen covering Bobcats or Grizz and probably ever like you poached a <laughs> a coach from your art from the Grizz that's crazy, but yeah i I don't know what else to say about the the circumstances of his um, leaving the program, but I will say that I thought he did a pretty good job and I was looking forward to seeing what could happen next year, considering I think we had some limitations in the personnel department that I th- was ho- thinking that we could fix this coming yeah. year. And we're going to get into a little positional stuff here in a little bit, but we're going to focus right now just on the, the coaching side of things. But uh... So you said earlier on that you weren't
0: a, a fan of Greg Rack in some ways. would. What are those
1: ways? I just don't like the bend, but don't break philosophy. I like being more aggressive. I like getting, okay, you get beat once in a while, whatever, but I like the energy it brings when you stuff a guy behind the line of scrimmage. And maybe, again, that was part of the personnel problems. We didn't have a guy like Mac Bignell who was blowing the lineup, or Alex, Alex Singleton who would just fly in there and just stick a guy behind the line of scrimmage. We just didn't have maybe the playmakers, and the defense was tailored to that End maybe that's part of it, but I I just don't love the just sit back. I thought we gave a lot of cushions, a lot of games, a lot of really big cushions. Like, uh, wasn't the North Dakota state game that we had talked about. There was like a play. It was like third and two and our guys were like 10, 15 yards off the ball. Yeah. Like an obvious run play. I know we don't want to get beat, but the only way you're going to beat North Dakota state is to try and stuff them on third and two. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's not going to happen, but if you just concede that third and two, they're just going to have a 10 minute drive and score touchdown. Yeah. So I I didn't like some of the stuff we did that game. And there's some other instances. It's nothing like real problematic for me, but I'm just, I had some issues here and there, but I don't know who's ever going to be perfect. They're always going to have some issue with somebody, the philosophy or whatever, you know, a coach. Sure. But overall, I mean, I don't know. We, we graded them out the last episode we did. Right. I don't remember what what we said. I don't remember but I remember we were both pretty happy overall. I remember that, so you know i I felt like he could have blitzed more
0: just in my preference, so uh, that was always my kind of knock on Greg, but other than that, like everything we've said prior to that i I really enjoyed uh the uptick our defense went through when the transition happened with him, so mm-hmm. I was happy he was on our side, great, well. Do you want to say anything else about Gregek or you yeah, know I just wish him the best, um yeah, you know, just really still <laughs> just kind of kind of putting my hands up over here going, yeah, I just don't know what's really going on may never know what's really going on and respect uh that privacy and um yeah, it was just just kind of as, as a fan it just I don't know it feels like I don't have closure. On the whole situation, and do I need am I afforded closure? It would be nice, but uh, if I'm not, then we'll move forward, and that's what apparently
1: we're doing with k own yeah i mean it's it's kind of hard. this is like the hottest take that you're ever gonna get from our podcast. This happened a few days ago, forced us to kind of create the podcast, but yeah, not everything is like digested yet, not everything is sunk in, not all the facts have come out if they come out at all, but there's just not a lot of information out there. Like you said, a lot of it is just people talking about. I know something, but once it comes to light, blah blah blah. You see that on both boards, E-Grizz and uh, Bobcat Nation. Mm-hmm. And but I mean, that's really about it. Like you just, he resigned and he just like disappeared in the wind. <laughs> Cleaned out his office, wrote a thank you text to a whole bunch of people, and then he's gone, like out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah, well in the same
0: the same day, you know, or the same time period, uh Marco Fay or Faye, that's the second time I butchered his name tonight, <laughs> uh, did the same. So uh they're both leaving. Uh, are they tied together? Who knows? Is it circumstantial? I don't know. Um but uh they are both exiting the program, leaving some holes. But we already have two positions filled, so
1: It could be circumstantial, only in the fact that I think they wanted to wait to the player meetings or whatever Mm -hmm. uh, that they had, and then they made the announcement. So I don't know if they both happened the same time or if one happened before the other and they just waited until the meeting to announce it. So it looks like it's at the same time. I don't know, but uh, congratulations to him. You know, that's a, it took the same position at Utah State, right? Like a secondary coach, cornerbacks coach. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's always a good thing when guys in the program move up. It always seems like apparently we can't keep a secondary coach because they always get go on to bigger better things real fast, which is surprising. But because um, it never seems like we have that awesome of a secondary. I don't I mean, think we pay the secondary coach all that much money. I don't think we pay anybody very much. money. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is at this it, level
0: let's get let's talk about king um when you and i first learned of his hire it was i think it was yesterday you know i'm working i get the text from you i i see the article at the same time and i'm immediately not that excited because the taste of 2015 is still left in my mouth and with king i Own on my brain and you and you said no 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 i i don't i don't blame him for that. Uh, I do. And, uh, I, I could be persuaded, you know, if, you know I, I listened to Coulter and his little rant on it and you know, I get it. I get it. But Hey man, he had a, he had the, he had his hand in that defense, whether it was, uh, you know, Jamie Marshall's bigger hand. I, I'm not sure. But, uh, 2015, we were atrocious and to bring him back is something I have a little bit of pause on now. Having him gone to Chris Peterson's staff for the last three years and being involved in the game planning and defense could have done nothing but, uh, you know, open his eyes, so to say. There's uh, no way that he is a worse coach than
1: he was. Exactly. There's no way he got worse. <laughs> exactly. There. You know, I am um, Pete... Reg- regress, regressed, I guess. I don't want to say like he was worse, like as a negative imp- implication. I'm just saying like, there's no way he got any worse at his job. Not that he was bad. Mm hmm. You know, and and to do, uh, to
0: learn from uh, former Montana State defensive coaches, Pete, uh, I'm going to butcher his last name, help me out. PK. PK. They were going to call, yeah. Um, Kwiatowski. Kwiatowski. Jimmy Lake. (laughs) uh, Jimmy Lake apparently was a, um, apparently had a time at Montana State. I might be wrong there.
1: No, I'm pretty sure he did. Like the name is very familiar to me, and then I, I think somebody said as much to me as Coulter, but yeah, I remember the name. Yeah, it's crazy how much, how many ties Montana
0: State and uh, University of Washington have. Anyways, uh, again, so yeah, all that being soaked up for Kane, he's going to come back. He's going to make his grand reentrance. Um, man, it, there's there's a lot of expectations. Uh, Iona is probably one of the. The most household names for Bobcats. Uh but he did not leave on a good note. You know, uh he let you know good for him. He took a great position. Um, but 2015 still is just this dark cloud in my mind. And he he was attached to that. So uh he has a lot of proving to do.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh my initial thought was that I wasn't real excited either. Like it's okay. So I would love this hire last year, two years ago, if for whatever reason. This the Gregorac or the position opened up while we were still kind of in our rebuilding program mode. And I'm not saying that we've rebuilt; we're not where we want to be. But what have we been talking about this entire season? Is that our expectations have changed, our standards have changed? Like the standard is now, you know, you beat the Grays, you go to the playoffs, and now we're working on a new standard beat the Grizz, go to the playoffs, win a playoff game, make a little run. Um, so we're well beyond the get to the winning record point, even mm-hmm. though I know this was our first year of winning record, but that's just, it, just the way things are trending, the way I feel about the program. It's not like we've fluked our way into a, a winning season. We had a winning season despite some ridiculous obstacles. So if we have more pieces, I think we can be even better. So at a point – in the program where I wanting us to take the next step, hiring a defensive coordinator with like the only experience he has is a defensive coordinator. Ironically, as is at the alma mater, he's going back to, and it was a very unsuccessful stint. So it's, it's, I don't love it from the fact that I think we should have, I think we could have gotten a little bit bigger of a name, a little bit more experienced of a name, but you can't find, a better Bobcat than Kane. I own. So I understand that. And I'm super excited to, to see what it can do. Um, I'm, but I'm just, I don't love it on the surface. Take it with a grain of salt though,
0: because I think Chote knows what he's doing, um, uh, when it comes to defense and true, I do, <laughs> you know, no doubt was Jeff Choate on, on the line with Chris Peterson having this conversation going, is he ready? Is he ready? And I don't think he would have brought him back um, if he wasn't. So I do trust Jeff Choate. He always has earned my trust on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's some pause for me. But one thing I was thinking about, too, is all the guys on the staff right now, not the staff, excuse me, on the team, uh, have not interacted with Kane, if, if I'm if I right. There might, there might be a guy here or there, but I don't think. I think all those players now have been flushed out of the system and that
1: they are new to Kane. And so um, that could just no, be a fresh start for him. There should still be some guys like if you were a red, like red shirting until in 2015, you'd be on the squad right now. Right. 16, 17, 18. You'd be like in your fourth year of eligibility. Okay.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> all right.
1: I'm trying to do some I math my statement. here. I You're the one that's statement. not drinking alcohol. You do the math. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So, okay, but... I mean, those guys weren't getting a playing time. He, he no, 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 no. So. It's, it's
1: it's like a fresh phrase for all intents and purposes, so... Yeah. Didn't mean to derail you there, but yeah, there's very little familiar familiarity with him, even though he's like a Bobcat legend. Mm-hmm. True. I don't know. It's it's hard to say what caused that disaster. The, Ash is tenure just came crashing down there for in every way possible. It was the offense that was, it was everything. It was, it was bad to watch the team had no, not a lot of fight in them. It didn't seem like once things got bad, they just kind of gave up. And I I just think everyone was just checked out at that point. And I, I don't blame Kane for that necessarily, but I don't, everyone deserves blame in that though. Like every single person. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't hold that against him, I guess is a better way of saying it. like, all right, that was his, I'm more concerned about his just lack of experience in general calling defensive plays than I am that following his career that that season on his resume. sure if that makes sense of him if I'm making that distinction clear, yeah but uh yeah, best of luck to him. I mean, you and I watched him play love watching him play and he was on the staff forever after that so that guy's been a bobcat like it's like half of his life. so you gotta love it that guy's gonna this is probably i mean maybe his dream jobs head coach but a a dream destination for him i have to imagine as a montana guy as a bobcat you know if he's the kind of guy that you want to groom into a head coach like this is this is a great move
0: yeah and you gotta believe he's coming back with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to to prove him to prove that prove me wrong <laughs> to prove everybody else wrong that uh, he has what it takes so yeah
1: i'm interesting right. what he does with the kind of philosophy he runs if he changes things up too much but i know one thing that uh, people i saw some people concerned about Greg act being such a such a player's coach well i think kane's kind of a player's coach too isn't he
0: yeah or, I,
1: from what i've seen yeah so i don't think there's going to be much of a a misstep there in that department, like sure, they're gonna have different personalities, wherever. But you know, he's gonna be a guy that's fighting for you, down in the trenches with you. You know, not wanting to be up in the booth, like Greg Rack, I think hated being up in the booth, so uh, he just loved being down there firing guys up. That was when he was at his peak, mm-hmm. as as you could see in the the infamous Corey Smith touchdown kickoff <laughs> as a Grizzly. You could just see him down the sideline, fired up and pissed off. So, <laughs> that was, that was the kind of guy he was. He, he took it personally, and and uh, he's going to be missed. And uh, just glad we got to see what he could do for a few years, and wish wish him the best.
0: Well, you know what? I think I was thinking about Ion. He should grow his hair back, get the locks
1: flowing. Maybe. You know that's back in. I don't know if it was ever in, but you know there's a lot of it. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it it fit right in. That might take him a little while. I don't know how his his wife would feel about that, but. Hey, do what you got to do. <laughs> Get some of that swagger back if that means getting that hair. So, um,
0: with Orfe moving on, uh did somebody take is um Kyle Rinsinger taking the quarterback position? Yes, he's moving uh, to yes. Man, I've been I've been crossing my fingers to have Joy Thomas come back to Montana State. I I was a huge fan of Joy Thomas. And, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's doing good things over on the West side over by you. And he has a lot of connections over there. Um, but man, he needs to be a Bobcat on, um, on, on our staff.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, I guess the thing that'd be holding him back is any experience too, but man, if you're going to give a guy a shot at a positional or a position coach, why the hell not like that? There's a position open for him. Like that's his position. <laughs> He, he would probably take a drastic pay cut, in my in my opinion. Um, is, is he a head coach at a high school? Yeah. Um, he probably would take a pay cut, yeah. Yeah, so. <laughs> He'd have a lot less responsibility, though. Yeah, that's true. In the grand scheme of things, and managing people, anyway. I think he likes being
0: a leader, though. You know, I follow him on Twitter. It, it is clear that he is a leader of those young men over there. And I think he takes uh, a great deal of pride in that. And, and maybe... Coming to Montana State, um, I don't know, his leadership, I don't know, you know, it's hard to say if he would have that same influence. And sometimes when you have that influence and then you're put into a different position where you don't have that influence, uh, you're you're not really maximizing your skill set. And I don't know, it's it's
1: a weird dynamic. So, Mm -hmm. Well, you think that'd fit in too with, like Choate's definitely like a leader type character who just loves molding young men into men, you know? So like yeah. that's something they'd have in common. But um, yeah, I mean, so I'm looking at it right now, just to make sure. So yeah, Kyle Riesinger moved from safeties to cornerbacks, um, The defensive staff. There's going to be some more changes as I understand it from the article. I just think there's going to be a few more changes in general, but for right now, I think the openings are what linebacker, the linebacker coach, and safeties, right? And safeties. And yeah, I think that's what we have. It says here Matt Miller will continue to coach the quarterbacks. Oh, okay. So he'll be offensive corner quarterbacks coach. I don't know if we want to bring in someone to do that specifically. Um, I don't know if that matters too much. But I was happy enough with the way Miller was rising. I hope we get a hold on to him because, I don't know, he seems like a, just a guy who's going to be up and out. Yeah. So, but uh, he doesn't have much experience, so he's got to cut his teeth, though a little bit more, you would think. But hopefully, we get a couple years with him and see how it goes. Because I like the way, if you can move the ball with a Troy Anderson led offense, you can move the ball with any <laughs> offense. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Troy, but we need to, we need someone who can uh, you know spin it a little bit. Yeah. While you having you in the backfield doing the exact same stuff you're doing this year, just running all over the place. <laughs> just just stiff arming people to the ground doing like literally he does like the heisman like unintentionally (laughs) that's just the kind of football player is he just like that i saw a couple moves he did all right troy anderson there's our obligatory troy anderson discussion Yeah, we're not gonna
0: talk Troy. that's all that's all (laughs) i was gonna say talking to stiff arm i'm stiff arming that topic right now i agree (laughs) okay i got all excited Okay. I know you did. (laughs) You start talking fast. (laughs) Raise my voice level a little bit. Start
1: talking fast. I know it.
0: The signs are all there. (laughs) All right. Uh, So, Thorny, start taking us through um, our uh, defense and kind of maybe some needs going into 2019. Let's see what we got there.
1: We wanted to kind of wrap this up in our season ending episode, but we ended up talking a whole lot of about other stuff. So we decided to kind of cut this up into uh, a couple more episodes over the, over the break after the signing day, after the early signing day, at least so we can just kind of see if we filled any of the needs we think we have. Um, might as well start in the secondary. We t- we returned a lot of guys back there. We got mm-hmm. Thomas is back. Filer's back who I thought had a really good first year. We got Cole's back. Jock way's back. Braden Conkle's back. I mean, does it get Washington? better than that? Yeah, Damien Washington's back. I don't even have Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, a, I'm on my projected starters. Then we have the Jojo Henderson, Keaton Anderson, Taikata, Sean Borges, Damien Washington. I mean, that's a pretty loaded group right there that has some experience already. And then you got guys like the Gibson twins who I've heard just pretty much nothing but good things about. Mm-hmm. You got uh Level Price Jr. and Caleb uh, Winterburn, I think are all the kind of guys that are that are red shirting And then I don't know what ever happened to like Luke May. Uh, is he still competing back there? Boy, I didn't hear one single word about no. that kid this year. No, he everyone was excited when we brought him in. He tried his hand out at quarterback and then moved to safety, and everyone was like, oh, he's going to be a good safety. He's such a good athlete. And then nothing, absolute like, silence. I never heard if he's even – I don't remember if he ever won, like, a defensive scout player award. Like I don't know what he's doing. I don't even know if he's on the team. I think he's on the team. I'm pretty sure he's on the team. I have heard otherwise. He's He's like a high-profile enough guy. That I think we would have heard if you he left the team. Hmm. Okay, but um, so as as I just described, that's a pretty crowded room. We did not sign a single secondary player. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was a
0: focus for us uh, in the first two years under Choate, and we shored that up pretty fast.
1: Yeah, you can kind of see in each class where Choate has emphasized, and uh, the like the lines, and then the secondary. So that's kind of what he's done. So we didn't really need a lot of help there. We have a ton of returning experience mm-hmm. and we have some talent. So what are your thoughts on that group right there? Uh, I
0: can't wait to see the Gibson twins. I've they've been like my uh, kind of like, I, I want to watch them play. They got the length and that's something we've lacked on, on the outside. So they're both six, six, one, uh, good wingspan, uh, they talk trash. They seem like <laughs> – they just seem like exciting players uh, that I haven't seen. And so I'm chomping at the bit for that. It's hard to believe Jalen Cole and Tyrell Thomas will be – Juniors. Third year starting juniors. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, Jacque Allen seems to be going to be like our you know, starting pitcher back there, just going to keep everybody um, going. And I think that's going to be <laughs> – well, it might be the best group on our defense if I'm looking at our defense for next year. So I'm
1: really excited. I would say that that's definitely the most talented, most crowded spot on the defense for sure. Um, and I do have to say, like, I don't know if I, I think I've said this before, but I way definitely proved me wrong. Not that I doubted him, but I just I wasn't super excited when I we signed him because he like, mm-hmm. had to sit out a year. Um, I don't know if he had a whole lot of playing time. It was, was it Virginia Tech, right? Is that where he's from? Yeah. One of the Virginia school. Yeah, Virginia Tech and uh came in. He wasn't he's not a real big kid, but he's a player. He he just plays like like he came from an FBS school. Yeah. He's a player. So um he's gonna be I wouldn't be surprised if he's an all conference type season next year. And you know, him Conkle. I mean that's just a physical Jalen Cole, just like a little kamikaze missile at people. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of injured so it'll be good to get him back Thomas was injured for a while and the guy but the guy I was really impressed with was, was Greg Filer I had just really no no knowledge of what he was going to bring to the table uh, but obviously he was coached up to play man to man and that's what we brought him for just to jam guys at the line and play man to man coverage and he did he did a really good job of that
0: yeah he he really shown in that Weber game you know and I I Player we don't talk about very often who deserves more credit than he gets is
1: Damian Washington. He does. I absolutely agree with that. He ha- he seems to be streaky, I guess. Yeah. Like he'll get in there because he has the he has the skills. He has the athleticism. I don't know if it's a confidence issue or just, you know, it's hard to be consistent. Like that's just a hard thing to do. And but when he's in there and he's on his eight game, he's like as good as anyone we have but then he'll make like a really bad play and it seems like it just sinks him. And then he just gets pulled out of the game
0: <laughs> <laughs> or he'll make a really awesome play. Like sweet. And then he'll come back and he'll do a taunting penalty penalty the next play. And you're like, Oh man, ain't that me? that was a bad call. I know you, I know
1: what you're talking about. that Western <laughs> Illinois game. That was not much of a taunting penalty. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, but he shouldn't have done anything is the point. Like you don't put yourself in a position to get a flag. So
0: yes, exactly.
1: But, uh, So, I mean, that's the personnel we're coming back with. I think it's a good group. What do you think that the group needs to improve upon for next year? Uh, Press coverage, man
0: coverage on the outside. Uh, So we can play some, uh, you know, free up the linebackers. So we're not playing zone as much on the back end, Do, do some blitzing.
1: So I would just say that. I think that they need to do a lot of tackle drills. Our tackling got worse as the winter went on and the secondary was as guilty as anybody of that. I but, thought their tackling was pretty porous, porous there at the end. That might be like a thing of like they're just like banged up, maybe. They had we had some injuries and that could certainly be a part of it, but yeah. Um yeah, they they just couldn't really get off the blocks and make any tackles there. And I also thought that the zone coverage was pretty bad at in spots like the seams and the zone just were picked upon like the Grizz picked us apart with that just yeah. picking us the, the zone apart so I think they need to get a little bit better awareness it seems like we have a whole bunch of guys who were uh, brought here to play man-to-man coverage physical mm-hmm. man-to-man coverage and then you throw them in a zone and they don't know where to go they don't know the spots to be in um, but that's only going to come better with more experience and more chemistry and more leadership from Jacque as he comes into his own as that um, field general spot if you will Yeah. So I I look for a pretty big improvement from there. There's no way that that group can be worse unless the coaching change has something to do with that. Of course. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what they do. So that's the exciting group. So the groups that have a little bit more hesitation would be, let's start with the linebackers. What did you think of our linebacker play um, from last year? Well, we talked about it quite often. Uh,
0: in every episode, it was lackluster. The, the <laughs>
1: linebackers were pretty much the whipping boy by fans pretty much the whole season. I think.
0: <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't want to talk about a lot of players that were getting burned. Uh, I'm not going to sit here on this cast, and that's one thing I've always tried to, uh, you know, withhold is trying to throw any players underneath the bus. But uh, there is need for market improvement. In the linebacker position, yes, mostly in my in my position, speed.
1: Speed was a killer for us. As in, anyone had it, we were toast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it seemed
0: like we we. What I said, what I mean is, we need more speed. Yes, we have the length, we have the size, and the length can make up for
1: uh, speed. But uh, man, we just. We just need to get faster. No, too many times. And it was just a the theme again and again. If we couldn't seal the edge, if we couldn't blow the play up, then the guys were just picking us apart, getting around the edge. And then there was just nobody there in the second level to lay a hand on them. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is speed. I think a lot of it was just the inability to shed blockers. It seemed like a problem for the whole team, really. Um, there's too many plays where... An offensive lineman got uh, his paws on you, and you just couldn't get off him. Yeah. Why do you think it was like that? I don't know. It was a kind of interesting year. Um, I I don't want to sound like I'm complaining about this, but I just feel like there's a lot more grabbing by offensive lines than I've seen in previous years. I don't know. Uh, You can hold like that and be perfectly legal. It just seemed like there was a whole lot of jersey tugging and no real calls about it. Yeah. So I don't know if that's part of it or, or our guys just couldn't figure out how to get out away from linemen, like the blockers. I don't know. It's hard to say. Maybe the, the technique wasn't there to break those off. Do you think it was possible that we
0: were just missing Mac Bignell so much and those deficiencies were always there, but it was just, you know, <laughs> covered up by Mac's awesomeness that we weren't really talking
1: about it as much? If you got a guy who's like an all-American NFL type, at least numbers, who's making the play consistently, it's going to mask a lot of problems. <laughs> right. When you got a bunch of guys who are, none of them are really all-star, all-conference, even type players, and maybe they're good players, like a role player or something, but then they're being called upon to be the the man, the starting guy. That's where we just, it just wasn't enough talent wasn't enough athleticism and speed that we needed to be at
0: so who did we sign during our uh, signing period to kind of shore that up,
1: Let's up see. One we signed splash. yeah we signed cole oster mm-hmm. and alec johnson i think are the two guys that i have but alec johnson might project as a safety i couldn't quite tell okay he's listed as a linebacker slash safety i might be missing someone honestly my notes here are a little old but no one, nothing changed. We didn't add anybody after the initial wave, even though we were told there's going to be another signing or two before the end of the period. There wasn't. Yeah. So that's all I have is the, I think Cole Ulster was a pretty big signing. I think he was a a guy, a lot of guys were high on, on the board. So they were happy to see that we seem feels like some people were happy that we held on to him. So I don't know if he had a bunch of other offers or they were just one of those guys that Mm -hmm. he looks too good to be true. He can't sign here. I don't know. I didn't, Watch this film necessarily, but um, oh, oh, the guy we we have Blake Floven is the transfer. Mm, yeah, I think that's I who I was you're thinking. Of. Think, yeah, that's who you're thinking of. So he's a transfer. Yeah, I'm looking at my uh, my notes. I wrote down differently, so I wasn't seeing that part. But yeah, he looks like a guy who's going to be a big addition. Yeah, he's well, got size. He looks like he's got speed. I think he's what like 6'2", 240, 245 somewhere in that range. But he looks like he could run sideline to sideline. All right. <laughs> so, I th- so I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be in the mix right away. um I think it's probably going to be Josh Hill, Chad Kano, and Blue Chapman is mm-hmm. maybe who I'm guessing is going to be the starters mm-hmm. to start off the year at, anyway. But then we have a bunch of guys who have experience. At least we got, you know, Jobman's going to be back there. Hadley, uh Daniel Hardy, I think is going to be a guy who has a chance at a starting job at some point. Yeah, in his career. I don't know if he's there yet. He's just such a raw athlete at this point he has a he has a huge wingspan and he i think he has some speed too and um and then there are guys that are there are callahan o'reilly i don't know if he sticks around linebacker and tatum gilman so and then blake flovin so i think it's i think there's some guys that can make some plays um i want to i want to see what a fully healthy chad cano can do because i think he has a lot more speed than he showed there he was clearly just hobbled oh uh, man just watching him run hurt <laughs> it's like yeah it's just like that looks like it hurts it hurts to watch you <laughs> run it hurts me it's just like it was such an awkward just like you could tell he's like half limp running it's, it was not good oh, man, to me that was just like
0: you know shades of ash i mean he would play players hurt just and without substitution i was just like oh why are we playing him right now and, yeah you know, one of
1: the worst cases of that i remember was a. Uh, Oh man, it's been so it's been too many years removed and I'm gonna butcher his name. Nah, Macchiola. Mm-hmm. Right? Is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah. I was gonna let you do that one, except <laughs> Yeah, he was uh, it was his junior year or senior year. He was pretty much oh, hurt, hurt the whole year, and you could tell he was hurt. Mm-hmm. And he just like I know he's true to his seniors and stuff, but I mean that's a whole other issue. But yeah, he was just not at full strength that season and it was no it showed. But uh I think Josh Hill um showed a lot of flash in the North Dakota State game. Yeah, that was the only game he's played, though. So yeah. he's, he's looking fresh. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just the fact that he can come back from the injury and still play the level where he can produce. Uh, that
0: kid is cerebral. He is uh, the general of the linebackers, that's for sure. He just
1: gets everybody lined up, you know what I mean? Yep, count me as a guy who was also wrong about that. I didn't think his injury would be as impactful as it was. I thought we had enough talent, and maybe I got the the length and size stars in my eyes and it's like Josh Hill over there. Yeah, he's good, but he's a little small, but yeah, we need him. He's clearly like one of our best linebackers (laughs) and Mm -hmm. I was wrong. I was wrong.
0: Sorry, Josh. Well, you know, the thing that just keeps sticking out is speed. We got this length, we got the size, but I mean, if you're slow, it's, it it showed we couldn't get off blocks. We couldn't go sideline to sideline. We're getting beat around the end. pretty, pretty regularly. So we need to fix that up.
1: You can mask speed deficiencies. Like Josh Hill's not the fastest guy in the field, but he's <laughs> decisive and he goes without question where he wants to go. And he's in the right spot. So you can make up for some of that spot stuff, but at some point you just need the physical speed. Yeah, exactly. So linebacker core, I think we're going to be all right. It'll It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. I like the I like that. We targeted a nice transfer. So we'll have some competition. I think the three guys who emerge from there will probably be pretty good players. As long as we're, you know, we we don't, we're not real deep again. Like we have the same guys. So I guess we have a lot of guys with experience, but if they didn't produce last year, I don't know how much more you can expect out of them, even with a year in the weight room and, you know, fall camps and stuff. True. If they're, if we're like, you're talking about a guy that's not fast enough, they're not going to get a whole lot faster. (laughs) no, you can get a little faster, but, but the so the big concern for me, and I think most people have said this as well, is the defensive line. Um, we lose three studs, three of our biggest playmakers, three of our just stalwarts for the last four years. Like these these guys are all were there forever. Got Ty Fanono, Ty. What am I talking about? Tyrone. Tyrone. Yeah, Ty. Wow, jeez, I'm tired. Okay, yeah, we got him and Zach Wright and. Tucker, Tucker Yates, yeah. So those are guys that were producing, were the just the glue. At the same time, um, I think we can have a little more production out of the interior. I really liked Zach Wright. He had a really quietly just good career at MSU, but he wasn't a guy like a like as oh Zach Minter, who could just blow the whole thing up himself, or. Like, Tucker, ace was getting pretty good at that, too, but Mm -hmm. we we just needed more play. I mean, that's just the theme of the whole defense, just more playmaking, right? Just making more plays. Like, it's not good enough, really, to just block it, like, just take up a guy, take up maybe two blockers, but at some point, you got to get in the backfield and do something.
0: Yeah. To me, it seems like when I watch the other teams that we struggle with, it is because they have better defensive line than our offensive line. And to me, that just screams—that's what you need for success. And Cho always says it, you know, he, the bat—it's the battle up front that is going to, you know, decide it for you essentially. So,
1: um, and no, and there was teams that we were better at on defensive line, but when we ran it to a team with a better offensive line than we were capable of, they just picked us apart. And they yeah. dom- they dominated us physically as well. Yeah. So to get to get to that uh,
0: level of depth uh, and, and just guys that we need to get there. Um, Losing Tucker age, Zach, Wright, And Tyrone is, it's a big ding
1: right there. Mm -hmm. Good news is I think we got some guys who I think can step up. Well, first of all, we got Bryce coming back. That's never going to hurt. He had a pretty good breakout year. Um, I think he can be even better. He just got to keep, continue to hone his craft and just keep at it. At the weight room and the conditioning, so we don't, you know, there's no letdown fading later in the year. And that's just a hard thing, is you need to be deeper too, so you can rotate guys out and keep them fresh all year. I mean, that's why North Dakota State succeeds, is because they, yeah, they're, their playmakers are amazing, but they have plenty of backups who can come in and spell them. Sure. When our guys, if our, some of our guys, like they get tired, you can't trust the backups necessarily. Um, Stirk played a lot of snaps, I think, and he kind of wore down as the year went on, but. I think we got a good replacement for Fonono uh, with um, – I just like the way Derek Marks has been playing. He's had a quietly good career too. It's crazy. He's going to be a senior, right? Yep. You want to talk about how the – like I remember him like a little freshman. All of a sudden, he's a senior. So <laughs> what, what What the hell? It's like you, you just kept waiting for his time, and it just never really happened because there was always a guy in front of him. But this should be – I think he's going to be the starter. Well, we got Sparaco.
0: Um he fits in there sometimes. I mean, he played a little bit of D end when, uh, Sterk was out. I wouldn't be surprised. It's Barack Um, who's inside? Who's that guy we got from, uh, university of Washington was a transfer oh,
1: for us. Uh, a Williams. Yeah. So he projects, he's the kind of same thing. Is he going to be a, a, a buck or is he going to be a linebacker? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. He's, he's He's like kind of like the the tweener at our level, just like uh, Sparaco. Like he's got the size for either one. It just kind of depends on his skill set. Yeah. And it seemed like he was like a really good linebacker in high school, but they brought him over to be defensive end, I think, is the way, or vice versa at UW. So I'm not sure which way he's going to go here. Probably just depends where we need the most help. Yeah. Um, which is probably going to be defensive line, in, in my opinion, because so we got Marks over there. Um, I think it'll be Chase Benson and James Williams is who I'm projecting will be the starters. Yeah. Benson is a just a physical freak, um, but he needs to put things together too. He needs to make some plays. Have you ever seen Chase Benson's profile picture? Uh, Has he got like a sweet, like, porno mustache type thing going on? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But the look <laughs> on his
0: face, it's just kind of scary. So if you have... Do yourself a favor. Go look at
1: it. <laughs> like is just gonna murder you, typeface. Uh, yeah, that's pretty like, much it. Like gonna just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you, that's what you, you want. You're, go- you're going through like all the players, and did you get to Chase Benson? And you just pause. You're like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the kind of guy you want on your defensive line, right? Yep,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there it is.
1: Have you ever seen him with like without his pads on? No. He's he is brick house. He's a huge man. Yeah, he's kind of like, I don't know if you've seen like, uh, like, so there's like some guys that just like look good in pads mm-hmm. and then well, they're not imp- as impressive if they're just like in their Jersey, but like, there's guys like Bryce Stirk. Yeah. And, uh, Chase Benson, you just see him like, Holy shit. That's a big man. <laughs> that's a strong, <laughs> that guy works out. Like he's just gonna, you can tell that he is built <laughs> and chase Benson's the kind of, he has kind of like the, the Bryce Stirk body in that regard. Just like, I think he can be special. Um, he just needs to just keep working at it because he didn't. I don't know if he played defensive tackle in high school. I think he was an end, wasn't he? Don't know. He's, I know he's a a guy, but yeah, I, don't know where I think, he's, think he's one of those guys that like just put on weight just by being such an athlete. Yeah, like you can't keep him below like two forty if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, speaking of weight, I I
0: kind of hope James Williams drops a couple pounds. I think he'd be a little bit more durable if he
1: could. (laughs) I don't know about durability, but he would be better conditioned. (laughs) He's going to have to stay in the game. We're going to need him because I think he he could be a Zach Minner type in terms of like blowing plays up because I think he has that ability. He's he's got a quick first step for a 320-pound man.
0: Yeah, that's what I hear.
1: Uh, Well, that's what I saw too. Yeah, He's a good player. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the spots he got in, he he made the most out of it. He blew, he didn't make the tackle every time, but he blew the play up, for sure. Which is something we need because if you alter a running back and make him sidestep you, like that one second you just caused him to delay is going to allow everyone else to get there. Yeah, fill their fill those gaps. So, who who, are, who else do we have on the line? So we have Ferger, I think probably comes in to spell Spellstirk. Um, or Sparaco or Williams. Um, and the guys who redshirted Ryan Wilcox, I think to buy Rollins red shirt. I have him on here, but that doesn't sound right now that I'm looking at it. I feel like he's like at least a second year guy going on third year. Or did he go on a mission? I get confused.
0: It, that kid's fuzzy in my head. So he's a, uh, um, a little fuzzy a on sentinel. that one. It's
1: like a sentinel guy. He's a Missoula guy. I'm pretty sure. Eh. Um, anyway, uh, so he'll be in the mix, I think. And then you have that Sir Dines kid or mm-hmm. Dines. Daines. Uh, thank you. I don't know if yep. you say his name. I think he's going to be a special player, too. But again, he's coming from a small school, but he's just a big physical kid. Seems like the kind of guy you want, like a, just a Montana tough guy who's going to come in there and just be what you want him to be on the defensive line. I just don't know if he's there yet, but we're going to need him to contribute. It's this time of the
0: year that those guys
1: are making their hay. So,
0: you know, just drowning in the weight room, getting bigger, getting bigger, going over to the dining Johnstone. hall. Yeah. yeah. You
1: Have know, you seen the in- pictures of the, the <laughs> new dining hall over there?
0: Rendezvous. Rendezvous dining hall. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's like world-class, man. It's like nicer than, yeah. Wow. I just <sighs> remember, you know, like when we were in college, you'd, you know, living over at North Hedges, going down to Miller dining hall and seeing like the football players come over and they would like load up on like 12 hard boiled eggs
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> you know? and then that was just like the, an appetizer <laughs> they just
1: got like a plate of like 10 chicken breasts like unseasoned <laughs> chicken breasts <laughs> it's, just, it's just like crazy uh, my buddy
0: bram Berkland, do you remember brant yeah okay so I, i'm a personal friend with him uh he was t- he was telling me a story about how uh they were on a road trip and they were getting on the plane and kramer had ordered every person got a large pizza on a plane <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, something just else. put it, it down. Yeah. You know, just like everybody's getting that, that
1: amount of food, that amount of calories. It's just, just normal. <laughs> well, you've heard the saying like every pizza is a personal pizza. If you try hard enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Good point.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that's, that's funny. Um, yeah. I remember him. He wasn't, he wasn't a real big kid as far as offensive linemen go. Was he? No. No, he's like six foot like 280, 270. Yeah, he's thinner than I am now. It's crazy. That's funny how guys just like just lose it sometimes. Like um Matt Brownlow. Yeah. He dropped like all fair. of his football weight. <laughs> yeah. So that, uh yeah, so that I mean that's gonna be the biggest thing. Um uh, we signed Blake Schmidt, who a lot of people are pretty high on, and uh Marcus Ware are mm-hmm. uh, our, our signees that we have. But other than that, we didn't add a whole lot here at I mean, we got Amandre Williams as the transfer, so we definitely added some guys to help out here. Um I think there's plenty of talent there, but can they replace the production of just veteran, salty guys like Zach? Does Zach Wright ever get injured in his entire I feel like he played every snap as a bobcat. <laughs> yeah, that that guy was an iron horse for he sure. He was. He was. He was a just one of my one of my just favorite Bobcats over that stretch. Like it was wasn't a great stretch of bobcat history you know but he was there and he was always solid he could always depend on him and it was just he had a good, good career so um it'd be hard to replace him but i think we got some guys who can do it but we got a whole bunch of young guys like Stirk is like the only senior yeah oh well, i guess mark so we got Stirk and marks but then we get like williams and benson and sparaco and ferrard i think williams is coming in as like a sophomore right uh, i'm not sure i didn't write that down um uh, but, yeah, and then, like, all the new freshmen and Sardanes and Byron Rollins, I mean, those are all young guys. Oh, and then the Kyle Rigg, too. I forget about Kyle Rigg. And Travis Yates. Jeez, I am missing all sorts of guys here. So those are two guys that I know are pretty um, – people are pretty excited when we signed him. Like, Yates was a pretty big signee. I don't know what those guys have been up to, but I think that they've been pushing for some playing time, if I remember, um, in the off season. Nice. So we'll have some guys. Um, what do you think that the group needs to do to improve their play for next year? What is what is just the defensive line need to do better? Ooh, man, and
0: you drop Zach Wright, Tucker Yates, and Tyrone Fondano, mm-hmm. and it's hard not to think that there will be a slight downtick in our production.
1: So the wow. biggest thing for you is just replacing the production?
0: Yeah, you know, I just think getting – Yeah, when you listen to the very beginning of the season, they always say we're going to rotate guys, we're going to rotate guys, and to me, maybe I'm dismissing it, but uh, towards the end of the season, it seems like we're not rotating the guys. You're just you're sticking with the horses that got you there, kind of deal. Where when you then when we go play like North Dakota State, uh, you know, North Dakota State is largely an exception, um, but you know they're rotating guys <laughs> and mm-hmm. it makes a big difference come third quarter third fourth quarter so i to me that would be something um, from a fan's perspective i just want to see more guys play you know keep them fresh
1: yeah that's that's a really good point i agree with that point um the only thing i could really think of is they just also like the linebackers need to shed their blockers better too yeah um they need to just get off the block and get to the edge and stop the guy from just running around the edge untouched
0: I like our D-line coach, Byron Howe. I think he does a yeah. really good job.
1: He's, yeah, he's kind of a – we don't talk about him, but, yeah, he's, had, he's done a solid job his his time here. Yeah. So, well, we're pushing up close to an hour, I think. Yeah. Didn't think this would go very long, said we every single episode we ever do. I know. When we <laughs> always look, in it's about an hour, and we're like, oh, crap. Let's get this thing tied up. Yeah. So – that was our just our general thoughts on the defense, and uh, I don't. This wouldn't have gone as long if we didn't have the whole coaching thing to talk about. But uh, that was just a whole wrench. I think that when we get to the offense, it'll be a lot shorter. Of course, Troy Anderson's a whole episode by himself, as usual. So we'll see how that goes. But <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun to do that one. Um, I don't know when we'll do it. Whenever we get around to it, I don't know if we'll get it before <laughs> signing day or not. I'm yeah, hoping that, right. Open. We'll do it next week, but life happens, you know. Yeah, exactly. We'll see how this one goes. (laughs) So, Well, it's good talking with you. Um, Looking forward to seeing what we do to improve the defense. I'm looking forward to see if we sign anyone else, and um, looking forward to talking with you next week, hopefully, about the offense. Yeah,
0: and maybe even some more coaching changes. We'll see what happens as the carousel continues
1: to turn. You might have to do an emergency podcast if something crazy happens with the coach, you know. You never know. Gotta talk about do our hot takes, our lukewarm takes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right on, Thorny.
1: Well, it was good talking with you, buddy,
0: and we'll we'll catch up soon, all right? All right, take care. All right, go cats. Let's go cats, you know, you know,